0: Welcome to Failing Forward. Today, Sophia Sprechman talks about a year of listening and what it took for CARE to really engage in the domestic workers' movement in Latin America and how we really got it wrong the first time. She also gives us some tips about what all of us can do to be humble and to listen and to have bigger impact for less effort. Sophia, take it away.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Sophia Sprechman. I'm Program Director for CARE International the main story is that we really wanted to do gender transformational work and we're kind of stretching our imagination about what it should look like and immediately wanted to like work with the feminist movement and you know let be part of it and they kind of pushed back and said why are you suddenly showing up pretty late in the game and we had to fold back really listen and and think what they wanted us to do rather than us jumping in and promote i don't know women's participation they basically said you know what One area that the feminist movement is not at all attending is the domestic workers. That's a population that we are really concerned about, but they're just not part of it. Help us figure it out. At first, we just wanted to be part of the more sexy initiatives, which were already in place, up and running, and we wanted to shine in the light of everything that was already at the forefront of gender transformational programming. And we kind of came late to the game. Uh, when we decided that, you know, we would focus on women and girls and then had to really kind of step back, listen, figure out where we fitted, start doing something which wasn't following necessarily everyone's path, but was also transformational in nature. And then when we once approached the domestic workers, they were also kind of, why are you suddenly interested in us? Well, first listen, and then we might allow you to come in. So kind of the trust building relationship, I think there's a lot of learning from that. It's all about learning to be more gender transformational and being also slapped in the face by others because we just wanted to be that without really truly knowing who were the main players and the feminist movement, and they looked at us like, really, do you now kind of want to speak up because you have suddenly decided that you want to be about women and girls when we've been doing this work for like ages? And I was personally in many meetings like, why are you here? You know, and oh, is this part of your new, your new marketing? Are you generally interested in this? And and it was really hard sometimes I had to exit those meetings feeling like we probably will never gain their trust. It's a story about gaining the trust of feminist leaders in Latin America.
0: The context you just described is really challenging because care came from this place of hope and wanting to support and feeling like we had something to add and having everyone in the room tell us, hey, back off and listen to us first. How did you move past that? How did you rebuild that trust?
1: We had to basically entirely changed the way we're approaching it. We said, you are right. We really don't know anything about this. You've been fighting for women's rights. Uh, You've been part of the women's movement for decades. And here we come and suddenly want to be part of it. You're so right. Let us be guided by what you want us to learn. And we have no answer. We are just here to listen. And you know what? It took us like a year of listening, just being present. Yes, with asking questions. Yes, with, you know, we want to learn from you. Yes, we want to absorb the amazing lessons that what has worked, of what hasn't for the women's movement in the past. And we are here really to learn from you and not to advise and not. And it was really hard because. Carol is usually in all of our teams and me personally too, you know, I had been so used to providing advice to others, to providing advice to partners, a lot in the kind of subcontracting arrangements we have, you know, we are there to kind of facilitate gender networks and gender workshops for others and gender trainings and, you know, GED training. And and here suddenly by stepping outside of the organization and wanting to be part of the women's movement more clearly, we were just that, you know, we were basically told you actually don't know exactly what this movement is about. You actually don't know exactly what this fight is about. You need to learn first from us before you're ready maybe to join and then we will evaluate whether you're kind of up to the challenge. It was a a true kind of lesson in being humble and you know whenever others thought we were ready only to be then starting to act. We are usually so proud of our solutions which is a good thing you know we do excellent work around the globe but we are clearly we're not ready For working with the women's movement more purposefully, more clearly. And they needed to decide what our role was rather than us kind of self designating our role for us. We just needed to see what they, which doors they opened and then be ready to work on very complex issues. And in fact, we had thought we would be working on women's participation at community level, that maybe we could be at the forefront of also uh, national policies about domestic violence. We had never thought of domestic workers. And we would not have to have ever found it, honestly, on our own, unless the women's movement would have told us, hey, this is a population that is very unattended. There are some among some of the poorest and most discriminated against women in Latin America. We haven't had the time and the attention and the energy to focus on this population and how to bring it into the women's movement. Maybe you can try. And we had no idea how, you know. And it really was kind of a shy knocking of the door of the associations of domestic workers and saying, we come humbly to listen. We come humbly to see how we can help maybe bridge some of the gaps between the many women's groups that exist in in countries in Latin America. We want to hear from you. We are not here to propose a project or propose a specific kind of, we have funding for X. We want to hear from you first, and then we can see how it moves forward. But, you know, it did take a risk of taking all the time of taking one's own time without a project in place to engage and to listen. And that time is often not funded so easily by us, you know, by our competing demands of attending, of course, different issues that existing projects might be facing, how to carve up our time for something that has no shape yet and that will only have a shape as we are part of a process, wasn't an easy thing to do. And it was also not an easy thing to convince others internally about. I was at that time deputy regional director for program for the LAC region, you know, convincing others that that was a good use of my time and going to these meetings and participating in these networks was not an easy thing to do. And now, today, I think, showed that this is a real program, you know, based on kind of the real demands of women that are part of the domestic workers movement. 14 million women in Latin America do this work in very dire conditions, and being in service to them and shaping our program in direct response to their demands has proven it's worth the patience, the humbleness. And the waiting and the learning.
0: What actions would you recommend to people in care so that they can learn from your experience?
1: You know, what I've really learned, and I've tried to as much as possible since then to change the pathway to designing programs because a lot that we've done in the past is like, where's the problem? And then, you know, what will we do about a given problem in any context, you know, and then find. A solution that is often crafted in house. I now very much advise, and myself, I've been trying to do more of that, especially in my direct linkages to programs, rather than looking for where is a problem that we may want to contribute to fix, been more like who are the most transformational actors in society. Who we may want to join and be. And they already have thought of solutions for a long time. They've already crafted solutions in their dialogues, in their networks, in their movements. And it's about helping those voices to rise. It is about really truly adding our voice to theirs rather than coming up with our own song. And I think, you know, a lot of our work is about it's from the problem angle and we should just looking for those leaders in society. They always exist, by the way, that are already proposing transformational solutions that we can help to voice, to support, to enlarge, to strengthen. And that's my main lesson. There's many others that have already very creative, innovative solutions in mind, and they just haven't gotten yet the opportunity to rise. So let's help them rise.
0: One advantage of talking about a failure that happened a little while ago is you can also talk about the chaos. Clearly, you really changed the way you were thinking about this, and care really changed the way we were thinking about this. Can you just give us a couple sentences on what's happening now with the domestic workers movement in Latin America and CARE's work there.
1: CARE has really, I think, been able to play in that very humble serving way to the Domestic Workers Association, has really helped bring to life and strengthen a movement that otherwise would clearly be weaker. Some of what we enabled, for example, is the domestic workers uh, associations in every country. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have the ability to talk with each other. We have supported them also financially and have found resources so that they could come together and strategize together and become a vibrant uh, Latin American domestic workers movement. And... That, I think, is is a true success, helping those that otherwise would work in a very separate fashion to come together and be in solidarity with each other. So we've enabled and facilitated that. They had all the ideas, they had all the kind of solutions, but they were not able to support each other. So the current program, and now it's in the shape of an impact growth strategy for Latin America, is one in which we really work in solidarity with those networks, with very few financial resources from the part of care, but with a huge impact in society. They've been able to promote policy change and influence policies in several countries in Latin America. And I think another important thing it has done is it has allowed care to make a difference in countries in which, don't, which, in which we don't have a classical care presence because the domestic workers' movement in Latin America is very, very vibrant in Colombia, in Mexico, in, in countries in which there is no care office. But by supporting their associations without having to have kind of a more hands-on project It has truly made a difference in countries beyond the ones of more classical care presence. Smaller budget, few staff making a bigger difference in countries in which we don't even have a presence. I think that's the way forward and that's the way to go for an INGO like care. And I think this program in particular, it's not the only program, but this is the one kind of I was part of its creation or its development. I can speak about my own failure in wanting too quickly to jump to do things and without listening carefully. And now I think it has paid off. This is the kind of work we should be doing much more of. And looking back, care should be about working with those mostly discriminated against in contexts that are and that are poorest in contexts that are not the rural community. Domestic work happens vast majority in urban centers. That's the other exciting part about this program. You know, our ability to side in solidarity with some of the most excluded, marginalized women in society and also in new urban settings. I think we may want to think through even more what other opportunities we may have in all parts of the world that allow us to be a more cutting-edge organization that truly makes a difference.
0: Thank you so much. That was so inspiring. And I hope everybody at CARE can start their own year of listening and thinking about how do we be humble and how do we let others tell us